0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the last issue of 2020, released on December 31st. In this episode, I'll discuss six MMWR COVID-19 reports. In the first, I'll describe interim recommendations from the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices for the second COVID-19 vaccine available in the US. The second report focuses on ACIP's recommendations for the next phases of who should receive COVID-19 vaccines. The third report describes how antigen tests can be fast, but sometimes require a second test to confirm the result. The fourth report is a joint CDC-WHO report that details how the Global Polio Eradication Initiative kept investigating and detecting polio despite unprecedented challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic. The fifth report looks into the household spread of COVID-19 and implications of shortening the quarantine period. The last report is a COVID-19 stat that illustrates how COVID-19 rates changed over time by age group, and highlights crucial data to drive public health action. On December 18, 2020, the Food and Drug Administration issued an Emergency Use Authorization, or EUA, for the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. The Moderna vaccine is the second authorized under an EUA for the prevention of COVID-19 in the United States. On December 19th, ACIP issued an interim recommendation for use of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine in people aged 18 years and older. Vaccination consists of two doses at four weeks apart. Use of all COVID-19 vaccines authorized under an EUA should be implemented in conjunction with ACIP's interim recommendations for allocating initial supplies of vaccine. By December 18th, Two COVID-19 vaccines were authorized for emergency use in the United States, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the Moderna vaccine described above. However, demand for COVID-19 vaccines will exceed supply during the first months of the national vaccination program. On December 1st, ACIP recommended that healthcare personnel and residents of long-term care facilities be offered COVID-19 vaccination first in phase 1A of the vaccination program. The second report I'll discuss covers the groups to be prioritized for the next phase of vaccination. On December 20th, ACIP recommended that in phase 1B, vaccines should be offered to people 75 years of age and older and frontline essential workers who are non-healthcare workers. In phase 1C, people aged 65 to 74 years, people aged 16 to 64 years with high-risk medical conditions, and essential workers not recommended for vaccination in early phases should be offered vaccine. These recommendations for phased allocation provide guidance for federal, state, and local jurisdictions while vaccine supply is limited. In its deliberations, ACIP considered scientific evidence regarding COVID-19 epidemiology, ethical principles, and vaccination program implementation considerations. ACIP's recommendations for COVID-19 vaccine allocation are interim and might be updated based on changes in FDA authorization for COVID-19 vaccines, changes in supply, or changes in rate of disease. Antigen tests to detect SARS-CoV-2 can provide results within 15 minutes, but there are limited data on test performance in asymptomatic and symptomatic people. A CDC-supported investigation evaluated performance of a SOFIA rapid antigen test for SARS-CoV-2 at two universities in Wisconsin by comparing it with the performance of a real-time, reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction test, or PCR, and viral culture. Among people reporting COVID-19 symptoms at the time the samples were collected, the SOFIA antigen test was less accurate than previously reported. One in five patients with symptoms and confirmed COVID-19 received negative rapid antigen results. For people who were asymptomatic at the time samples were collected, a negative antigen test indicated that the patient was unlikely to have COVID-19 and would not require confirmatory testing. However, many false positive antigen test results were observed in asymptomatic people, which is when someone tests positive but does not have the virus. To account for this, CDC recommends confirmatory testing for people without symptoms who receive a positive antigen test result. Despite lower accuracy compared to PCR, the use of antigen tests in congregate settings, such as colleges or universities, where PCR tests are not available or have a longer turnaround time, might still be an important tool to allow rapid identification of infectious people and control outbreaks. CDC currently recommends two options to reduce the duration of quarantine for close contacts who don't have symptoms. The first option is that quarantine can end after 10 days without a SARS-CoV-2 test. The second option is that quarantine can end after seven days if a person has had a negative test result and no symptoms. A 14-day quarantine of all close contacts who are exposed to a person with COVID-19 is still the most effective strategy to reduce the spread. An ongoing CDC study of household transmission of COVID-19 found that household contacts who did not have symptoms and had negative tests through a seven day quarantine period had almost a one in five chance of having symptoms or a positive test in the next week. Limiting quarantine to seven or 10 days rather than 14 days carries some risk for further COVID-19 spread. Those who leave quarantine before day 14 should avoid close contact and wear masks when around others to minimize the risk of spreading COVID-19. Since March 2020, the COVID-19 global pandemic has hurt polio virus surveillance activities worldwide by disrupting or delaying routine surveillance and laboratory operations, reducing the number of tests performed, extending the time between sample collection and testing, diverting resources and personnel, and interrupting eradication efforts. The Global Polio Eradication Initiative or GEPI, supports poliovirus surveillance to detect and monitor polio outbreaks around the world. As surveillance data is critical to informing polio response activities, GEPI has adapted by updating surveillance strategies, developing informational dashboards, and innovating approaches to move samples across national borders. Despite the increased challenges of operating during the COVID-19 pandemic, GEPI remains committed to eradicating polio. MNWR's feature, COVID-19 Stats, highlights critical data to drive public health action. This week's COVID-19 Stats illustrates rates of COVID-19 cases from the beginning of March to mid-November 2020 by age. During this time, the COVID-19 pandemic affected people of all ages. While people 80 years and older had the highest rate of cases early in the pandemic, rates have been the highest in young adults aged 18 to 24 since June. From early October to mid-November, case rates were on the rise in all age groups. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.